I want to welcome you to our December Explorer Call. Can you believe it? The last Explorer Call of 2019. I can't believe it. Where has the year gone? I have had the fortune to be here for seven of these calls. I can't believe that. But, uh, yep. So, 2019. What's going on this year? Well, of course, we've had free IRA. We've had many promotions. We've had conventions. We've had skateboarding. We've had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, not on these calls for the skateboarding, but you never know. Greg's going to be here, so you never know what could happen. But uh, two things that we want to remind everybody of. Number one, our gift promo, our IRA credit promo is still going on. That will be happening until January 3rd. You can buy someone the gift of IRA credit, and IRA credit is money toward minutes. So you can give someone a gift certificate for $30, $50, or $100 to be applied in any way to an IRA purchase. So there you go. And you can get to that by going to ira.io slash gift-2019. And so that is out there for you. Let's see, Ryan, what else do we have going on? We get our, our shopping promo? We do have our shopping promo. Yeah. And guess what, gang? Here to tell us about our shopping promo is everybody's favorite agent and uh Ira personality, Emily Hill. Hello, Emily. Hi, Janine. Hi, Explorers. Um, As Janine mentioned, my name's Emily. I'm an Ira agent. And I've got a quick note for everyone on a little bit of information on our current shopping promotion. So this year, we want to make the holidays easier for you. Everything from navigating busy stores to choosing perfect gifts or finding enough food to feed a small army, it all adds up. But from now until January the 10th, IRA is free to use for any and all shopping tasks, either online or in stores. For up to 30 minutes at a time, calls for all shopping tasks are free for you. Just call us, just call your agents and ask to activate the free shopping promotion. Happy shopping! And that is a short announcement about shopping. I'm sure many of you have taken advantage of that. And also the other things that count in shopping are things like returns. If you have to return an item, that's why it goes till January 10th. And also if you have to fill out a rebate coupon. Now, there is something we have had a question if your rebate card has to be printed and mailed in. Here's how that works, because we have had a question about that. Your agent cannot download and print a form for you and then fill it out, take a picture of it, and send it to you. They can't do that for you. But what they can do is help you handwrite in the information in the form by directing you to where the blanks are on the form to write in the info. And I've had to do this with some legal type forms with an agent that I had to sign and it had to be in ink and it had to be in a different color and all of that. So one of the tips that I have for you, and I'm sure others have tips, but one of the things that I have for you is to use a post-it note to line up because you can peel it and unpeel it from the the material. And post-it notes are usually small. So you can put the left edge of the post-it note right below the line Give yourself enough room for those characters that go below the line and put it right at the left edge so you know exactly where to start. You can even fold the corner over with your agent's help directing you so you know exactly how much space you have to write in your information. And that actually helps if you're filling out a form by hand. Now, 
without any further ado, this is the big fun and exciting stuff that we have for you guys tonight. And Emily, I hope you will stick around for our open forum part. But now we have with us tonight, Ira's VP of Products, Mr. Greg Stilson. And it's always fun when Greg comes to join us. Hello, Greg. Hey, Janine. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. We tonight are going to talk about a bunch of things, but we're going to talk about shortcuts, right? Many of you may be familiar with Siri shortcuts. Siri shortcuts made their way, I want to say, iOS 12. And they, they were pretty limited in what they could do. You had some pretty tight-knit kind of templates you had to abide by. And especially as a developer, you really had some limitations on what you could do. In iOS 13, Siri shortcuts really got opened up, right? There's a ton of potential now in what is possible to do just by using your voice, right? And so um, one example of Siri shortcuts uh, is specific to this app that some of you may be using right now, which is Zoom. So any of you who are using Zoom on your iPhone, uh, if you go into the, I want to say it's the settings tab, there's a Siri shortcut option right in there that gives you pre-created shortcuts that are specific to Zoom, right? And so these are the supported things that Zoom allows you to do with their voice, with your voice, right? So it's things like join my meeting room or start a new meeting or, you know, there, there's a number of things that you can do. I think there's three or four things you can do with Zoom that can be done just with your voice. But what's really cool in iOS 13 is you can actually select these templates or select these items that, that Zoom uh, affords you to be able to do and be able to create create your own trigger phrase with that, right? Where the, the potential or what, what we specifically see for the potential here is many of you probably have struggled with activating Siri with, or activating Ira with Siri, right? And you have to say Ira a certain way to get Siri to recognize it. So you have to say something like oh, Siri yes. call era or, <laughs> or something like that. And if you pronounce it wrong, it won't work. And what's really cool is in iOS 13, it basically a developer is able to create a set of instructions or a set of commands that that a, a user can follow, but the user can define whatever that trigger phrase is going to be. And so yours may be call my IRA agent, or it may be call agent, or call IRA, or call ERA, or whatever you choose it to be. You, you would be able to essentially create your own trigger phrase to do certain functions with IRA. And I'm not here to tell you today that we've done it yet because it does take a fair bit of work. But what I am here to tell you is that we are um, looking deep into it and looking into a lot of the really powerful stuff that you can do with Siri Shortcuts because it's no longer just one-off commands that, that you can do with Siri. But you can actually string together multiple structured phrases, multiple questions that Siri can ask you to accomplish certain tasks. And... So with that, one of the, the reasons I'm here today is to really offer up some questions related to what you all would like to see being able to be done just with your voice, right? So today, for example, you open up the Ira app, you find the call button, you double tap it, uh, and you call an agent. You may go in and check your minutes balance. You may call with a message. You may do a number of things using uh, swipes and taps and things like that in in the app. And I guess, you know, outside of um, 
some of the obvious things like calling Ira, um, part of the reason why I'm here is really to kind of get your take. Is there certain tasks that you wish you could do specifically with your voice, right? And um, that's something that for, for us is really important because we don't want to create these series shortcuts that nobody's going to use. So um, one of the things that we're really interested in is, are there certain things that that you'd be interested in being able to trigger with your voice. And it's not just one-off things, right? These could be a um, multi-step approach where Siri would ask you questions. One example that we're kind of looking at is is a way to start a call with a message. Just Wait, you read my mind, Greg. That was the yeah. one I was going to suggest. Well, sorry, Janine. <laughs> yours has been taken, oh, and we'll move darn. on to the next. We'll move on to the next contestant. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that you're you you could envision is. You could say, hey, Siri, call Ira with a message, right? And she would ask the question something along the lines of, are you able to talk right now? Yes or no? And then if you answered yes or no, then she would say, is there a message that you'd like to leave for the agent prior to the call? You could dictate that message, and upon confirmation of that message, the call could essentially start right then and there without you really needing to do anything with your, you know, with your hands at that point. So I guess I'll, I'll open it up to Ryan or to, to Janine to kind of figure out how we're going to unmute folks and things like that. But I would love to hear some of the, the thoughts here on how you, you could envision Siri shortcuts working or what you'd like to see with that. Absolutely. And for now, folks, we are going to talk strictly Siri shortcuts. Greg will be here to answer other questions about other parts of Ira, but at the moment, we're talking Siri shortcuts. So let's see, we have a couple hands raised here. Ryan, why don't you pick one and we'll, we'll see what thoughts you all have. So we're going to start here with Mitchell Jackson. Hey, Mitchell, how are you, sir? I'm good. And what thoughts do you have about about uh, Siri shortcuts? I was thinking, like maybe we could say, like invite a friend, and then it takes you to the invite screen. Ah. But I tried the Ira shortcuts, and it still doesn't work when I use it. It just opens the Ira app where you make a call agent. It still just takes me to the Ira app. That's what it used to do, but it, it never. It doesn't call. It just takes me to the app. And that's why right now we've got varying responses to the um, using Siri with Ira. And I think maybe having these shortcuts, we can define it a bit more, right, Greg? That's correct. Yeah. Right now we, um, we're using sort of a, I'm not going to say a hacky way, but it's, it's not an ideal way to be executing Siri, right? We're not, we're not properly using the, the, the shortcut kits that, that are created in iOS 13. Like I said, really, open that functionality up a lot. So what we're trying to do is basically take, you know, outside of the, one of the things that, that we could do with pretty much every functionality, you know, what Mitchell said is you could say, hey, Siri, invite a friend to Ira, and we can take, we can take a user to any screen that's in the app. That's, that's not a, a challenge. What I'd like to hear is sort of some of the things that that you'd like to see that you'd use on a regular basis, either whether it's a screen that would make it more efficient, like Mitchell mentioned, or whether it's a, a multi-step task that you do with Ira or something like that, that, that would be really beneficial to, to do with your voice. What about activating a promotion? Yeah, that's a great idea. 
Absolutely. That's, that's definitely a multi-step approach. Thank you so much, Mitchell. I think that gave us a couple great ideas there. Who else do we have with right, us? We shortcut? have Melissa. This is Melissa Hudson from Seattle, Washington. The other day when I was using Ira just, and I was practicing with it, I told Siri, I said, call Ira agent using Ira app. Well, she opened up the Ira app and then it said error occurred. And so I just had to swipe up with three, fing- three fingers to close that app. So I'm wondering if there's a way, if there isn't a way to ask Siri to call an IRA agent. That way you don't have to open up the app and have to swipe and do all those things. Yeah, and exactly. With, with the Siri shortcuts, what we're, we're talking about now, you will be able to, to do that. For example, one of the things that we would be able to do is create a, a call function where uh, you would... And, and keep in mind, these are shortcuts that you need to add to your Siri shortcuts. So, for example, I like yeah. to use Zoom because uh, Zoom Zoom's done a great job in that iPhone app that you're using, Melissa. Um, yes. In settings, they have three Siri shortcuts, and you need to enable whichever ones you want, and you get to create a trigger phrase for any of those things. So, for example, one of the, the Siri shortcuts that we're looking at implementing is just simply a, a standard call to Ira, right? And so we could actually make separate calls. One could say, make an Ira phone call, for example, which uses the camera on your smartphone. And if you're a glass user, you could say, make an Ira glass call, for example. And both of those would, um, you know, do its respective call function. But what's cool about that is if you don't like the, um, the actual phrasing of Ira, you could say, call an agent using phone or call an agent using glass. Because what's What's great about the new Siri shortcut kit is you're able to to really configure whatever those phrases uh, are going to be. So this is something that we're we're seriously looking into, and I'm I'm super excited about the potential there because I think it's it's going to take a, a lot of the guesswork out of how you say it, right? So for example, you said call Ira agent using Ira app, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, a number of different different ways that you could phrase it. And if unfortunately today, if it's not exactly phrased as um, the developer had said it is. So if, even if you're like one word off or a slightly different pronunciation off, Siri doesn't recognize it. Whereas with the, the upgraded Siri shortcuts in iOS 13, which um, we, like I said, I want to be clear, we have not implemented this yet. This is more of a brainstorming, public brainstorm, but um, okay. we would be able to, in that Siri shortcut, it would ask you and say, here's the function. So it would say, uh, calling an IRAT agent. And here's the trigger phrase. And then you would be able to edit that trigger phrase to be whatever you want it to be at that point. So it takes the okay. guesswork out of it and it allows you to define whatever that trigger phrase is going to be. So your your trigger phrase, Melissa, would be could be something entirely different than Mitchell's or Janine's or mine, right? So there's a lot of really cool potential there. Like I said, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you. And I see we have Mary Ellen who has her hand raised. Okay. Uh, What about making calls for ride share like Uber and Lyft? Oh, I love that. Sure. So you, you definitely could do that but the the i guess the the part i want to be clear about is that when when you're actually doing the rideshare uh request right like that's something that you typically do 
prior or I'm sorry, after the call has started, right? So you'll get on the call with the agent and then you'll say, hey, I need to get an Uber. And because your Uber account is connected to it at that point, the agent's going to be able to, to book you a ride. Um, okay. You- okay. Well, I just wondered. And I'm wondering too, Greg, if one good way to deal with that would be, you know, put it in a message, um, need to call an Uber something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be an interesting way to do it. I would it. say, and, and this is just my own my own personal opinion because I started using the messaging feature a lot, right? And I think that there's a ton of potential that allows an agent to be a little bit more efficient for you as well if you kind of preload them with some information, right? And that's something that, that I'm super passionate about because us as explorers, like no matter what, like the agent is is there for you. So even if you are totally winging it on the call, that's great. But if you have a task that you know what you need and you may even have some material that you can get ready for the agent, that, that IRA messaging feature is super valuable. I personally spend three quarters of my life in airports. And so I, uh, I use, I use messages all the time, right? Like that's something that is super powerful for me because I will at that point, I'll be sitting on the, on the tarmac and I need to make a gate change pretty quick in an airport. And what I'll do is message the agent, the gate that I'm arriving at and the gate that I'm departing at. And, uh, one of the cool tips that I guess I, I, I can share with you. And I just learned this Two trips ago, United started sending at certain airports that support it. They started sending as soon as your plane hit the ground and you take your phone off of airplane mode, they send you a text message, which is really cool. If you have a layover in an airport that supports it, they send you a text message that says, hey, welcome to, let's say Denver, right? Welcome to Denver. You're arriving at B21. Your next gate is departing or your next plane is departing at gate, uh, gate B47. Here is, uh, and it actually has a map link that uh, anybody can go to that basically gives you, gives a sighted person walking directions to that destination. And what's really powerful about that is what I started doing is I took that text message that I got from United and I just swiped up on the text message that I got um, when you're looking at it in your messages app. And at that point, it you can copy that contents uh-huh. of the message. And I went to the IRA messages feature, pasted it in the message uh, that I was going to send prior to the connection to the agent. And what was really cool about that is the agent was able to actually click on those directions link and completely see everything um, from the the point that I was at to the point of my destination. And they could see all of the shops, the restaurants, the restrooms, right? So there's no guesswork that's needed if the airport has a really, let's say, poor map on their website or mm-hmm. if the the map that pops up with with the ira access promotion doesn't doesn't work or isn't isn't right so so yeah i would i would emphasize that the ira messages feature is something that i think um, can be really creatively used to make your your experience with an agent really efficient if that makes sense but sorry, I totally just got off track entirely. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm cuts. seeing uh, IRA messages now on the share sheet, actually. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, but yeah, I really love that. And I think this speaks, too, to if anybody listened to uh, a couple IRA casts ago here, we had uh, Amy Bernal talking about partnerships with organizations and, and companies and things like that. And boy, this sounds like a 
perfect one with United and maybe some of the other airlines that have that feature because they sure have better access to maps. <laughs> some of those great um, airport maps that the airlines actually have where maybe they own the terminal or something like that. And they've got a much better map than what is up on the website, sadly. That's a, that's a pretty awesome one. Anybody who hasn't spoken have their hand raised, Ryan. We have uh, John Cavissi. Hello, John. Hi there. Okay, so my question is now, if I go into the shortcuts app and start to create one, what, what parts of IRA are supported? It's a great question, John. So right now, nothing is supported in Siri shortcuts. And where I think it's a little different in, in iOS 13 as it was to iOS 12 is in iOS 12, you had to do everything pretty much from the shortcuts app, right? Like, so you had to create your own structure and, and um, basically your own blueprint that you needed to follow to be able to, to, um, to do a well, series. I could do that if I were, was, you know, functioning. I'm sure that's you could. You're right. Correct. Yep. Yep. What, what, what's different is in iOS 13, and you could still do that in iOS 13, but now it allows us to pre-populate certain key functions that can be customized by you at that point directly from our app. So what, what you would see if such a feature came up is an actual Siri shortcuts in the Siri menu that's available in, uh, in Ira today. So imagine you'd have a shortcuts option with a number of different shortcuts that could be added to your shortcuts toolbox or not, right? So you can't even add, you know, anything at all. Correct. Yep. There's no support of Siri shortcuts currently. Um, what we've done in Siri today, where you can say call era using phone, I think is the, the phrasing that's used today. Um, is really an old way of accessing Siri. It's not using anything related to the Siri kit, the shortcut kit that's available. What we're talking about today is really taking what we have today and essentially discarding it, replacing it with this entirely new Siri shortcut framework to, to really allow somebody to customize whatever the phrasing is gonna be for them, right? And so, so today there's no functionality in the shortcuts app, but that's, that's something that we're, we're looking to change. Okay. Great. Thank you, John. And there is a difference, right, Greg, between the shortcuts app and shortcuts made there and actual Siri shortcuts, right? It It is in a little bit. Uh, in a, in a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, so, we're kind of splitting so, hairs. But. So what, what Siri shortcuts, the app itself allows you to do is create sort of routines or blueprints that Siri could follow based on certain criteria, right? So kind of similar to like, if this, then that kind of stuff. Oh, so yes. you're, you're essentially creating little routines that, that Siri could follow. For example, you could say, copy this, tweet that, right? So for example, if you received a message that you, you liked, that you wanted to immediately send in Twitter, you could do those kind of things where you could copy that message to the clipboard and then immediately tweet it from your Twitter uh, account or something like that. So it's a way to try to really create these routines that that um, you may do on a regular basis. They're almost like macros, for example. Where, where Siri shortcuts in iOS 13 is different is that in addition to being able to add some IRA functionality to the Siri shortcuts app, we can predefine some very common short, shortcuts that our users have told us they use on a regular basis and make it really, really simple for them to create trigger phrases for those pre-created routines to happen. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. 
this has probably spawned some new ideas for you, right, Mitchell? Yeah. <laughs> Let's I have I have one more suggestion. So, you know how you're talking about the IRA messages? Yep. Like, what if, so you know when you have, um, if you go to messages settings and you go to shortcuts or whatever, I don't remember how to get there, but you know how you see like message examples like tell mom and then recently something you just texted or like it gives you suggestions on something, something recent you just texted? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've seen that before. What if they could do that with IRA messages? So like, say you recently texted your agent, like, call an Uber or I can't, or like stuff like that. What if it could give suggestions like that? So you can make Irish shortcuts, like, like, uh, like Irish shortcuts pop up with like suggesting what you've recently texted your agents. Yeah. Ah. Shortcut phrases. Sure. So being able to, to change your, your shortcut phrases that, that are right at the, on the call screen kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So like if you recently like, like, or like Ira messages, like for example, like if you've recently texted your agent something, it'll pop up in the recently texted and then you can activate that if you like use it a lot, like that phrase. Yeah, you, you definitely can, right? So that that's something today we have the ability when you go into the, the settings and you go to Ira messages, you can manually change your, I think you get like five shortcut yeah, phrases or something like that. Yeah, there are six frequently used phrases yep, in there. Phrases. We just did a uh, demo of this. Yep. Probably, I think it was back in October on IraCast where we did yep. a demo of um, how to change your your phrases that you use. I kind of like the automatically, you know, last texted kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, if it's something, especially if you're in a class and you use it a lot when you've got to be quiet and whatnot. Yeah, so there's nothing stopping us from from being able to to change those messages, and that's something that could be really valuable for you if you do it on a on a regular basis, right? So mm-hmm. being able to say something like uh, Siri, change change my last Ira message to uh, I can't talk right now, or or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so there's there there definitely is possibilities there, um, absolutely. One of the things that I was also thinking about, and and um, I'm thinking I'd, I'd like to hear some feedback if if this would be valuable to you, is just a simple question to Siri of how many minutes do I have left? Um, oh my gosh! Yes. Without without being able to, <laughs> without needing to open up your your Ira app and and look in yeah. your usage tab and things like we, that. We need Siri to be like Chloe, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> they need to combine their brains. Awesome! Thank you so much, Mitchell, for that. Mm-hmm. And. We have a question here, Ryan, if you would, from Mr. Merrill. On the, on the screen, folks, you will see the name Richard P., but this is Paul Merrill from IraCast fame. Right, Paul? Hello there, everybody. Anyway, uh, yeah, I had to, I saw the prompts there. I had to move my Zoom over to the window. <laughs> and by the way, the, the business offer has been really helpful, and you guys have been great. I would like to see us add built-in usage of seeing iGPS within the horizon controller and then the ability to summon an agent when you get about five minutes in close to where you're going. Some way that you can, because I use the horizon controller because it's so convenient. And um, I do enjoy using my phone and any kind of help on that side would be really helpful. And I think what, when they were talking about uh, summoning an, uh, an Uber, I think they're talking about having the shortcut send the text, hey, I'd like to track an Uber and call an agent so when the agent picks up, she already knows, okay, yep, I already know what you'd like to do. Bada bing, bada boom, we're looking at your car. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> That's my input. No, I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you. Great. And actually, for Mary Ellen's um, use case, that's a good way to do it is to put that, uh, let's say you have called an Uber on your phone and uh, 
Maybe you want the agent to now track it for you. That's certainly a great way to do it is put a uh, phrase in your messages and uh, then that can happen or they can set it up for you once you get on the call. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Paul. So we're going to take a little break before we quiz Greg on new and upcoming. Is Mr. Schrader on the call by any chance? I made it. I'm here. He did. Wahoo. All right. All right. So, Paul, what do we have from you this evening? We have ongoing info about transportation. Right. Yeah, we're still uh, we're still very much hoping to get the MTA pilot successful in New York. So we still hope our folks visiting New York, as Janine just did, did. Uh, will use the transit. Actually, had a another colleague who was up in New York last week as well, and was delighted to find all of the access points that uh, helped him get around his old haunts and find some new stuff while he was nice. up there. I yeah. actually used uh, to find a bus stop, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I keep wanting to ask if you've used Ira to serendipitously find serendipity while you were in New York. But, <laughs> I did uh, not, unfortunately. I, I'm disappointed to hear that. Let's um, see. I went to a chocolatier and I found a bus stop. And uh, it rained a lot and we watched movies. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I but spent you, a lot of money on good chocolate. So You did make good use of the system. I, so, absolutely. So, so that's still uh, still ongoing. And uh, we do hope it will you know, prove to be successful. We are still active in Boston. So you know, not sure uh, how long that pilot will continue. It's, it's pat- we've already continued it past the original uh, expiration date, which was October. So we don't, uh, I, you know, would expect that that pilot may be coming to an end shortly. We're always looking for other transit systems to to uh, to work with. I think we're we're trying to figure out, you know, where to get the pricing right for systems and what how to offer the access. I do think, you know, that as we partner with Move It, it doesn't directly affect. Uh, doesn't directly uh, affect uh, the, the partnership with transit agencies, but I think it is another piece that we can bring to the table to make transit use of IRA for transit more successful. So we do hope people will continue to advocate with their local community transit provi- provider to try to convince them to add IRA access as a component. And we do think, realistically, when you get out of uh, the big cities of the country, the transit pricing is pretty reasonable. Uh, it's, I mean, it's reasonable for big cities, too, based on the huge budgets that they have for transit. But when you get into other communities, the spend uh, for transit is obviously less and the spend for IRA would be less because there's fewer passengers. And if you would like any information on how to advocate in your local area, you can contact us and we will be happy to get you hooked up with Paul and his team that can help you out with that particular thing. We also have an expanded use of IRA at Target stores. Now, we'll find out here in a few minutes how many people have used this at Target, but they did add how many more stores to their 600, I believe. Right mm-hmm. to the uh, group, and so that is being led by the gentleman who is the head of accessibility at Target, who has done some fantastic publicity through Target about using Ira in the stores. So we hope that you will take advantage of that as well. Okay, so Greg and Paul, new and exciting coming up for 2020. Anything you can tell people about yet? <laughs> she says pleadingly, but. Maybe not before we open up our our floor for a few questions and comments. 
Well, we, we are going to, we can't talk about too much detail yet, but there are going to be some, I think, really good plan changes for people. I think people who are paying for IRA subscriptions are going to be very excited about what we, what we are hoping to offer in the first quarter, what we will offer in the first quarter of 2020. The details will start to come out on that shortly. But this, I think, will be many of the things that people have been asking for. Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, we're looking at our paid customers. We're also not forgetting all of you who are out there as guests. So that particular usability of IRA is not going to go away. So don't worry. Uh, Greg, anything up and coming in products? See, Janine, it wouldn't be an IRA Explorer call without you probing me to and try putting to you on give the away spot my and, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, going to be waterboarding next. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be awkward. Um, <laughs> so we are uh, we're we're currently in final testing for a Horizon update, and we're seeing some really positive results. One of the things that we're really focused on with this update is really improving your consistent audio access to an agent, right? So one of the things that I'm sure several people may have encountered is when you're using Horizon, it'll say, um, you'll be talking to an agent and then all of a sudden there'll be silence and it'll say reconnecting to agent, right? And you'll, you'll have this moment of kind of not insecurity, but just questioning of whether that agent's there or whether they're mm-hmm. hearing you or whether the video's dropped and things like that. And it's been a limitation on our Horizon system for the for, for quite some time. And um, we did a pretty significant refactor in what the Horizon system does. And uh, in the testing that I've done uh, and a few others, we've seen some really positive results. And what this means is not that you're going to have a beautifully perfect video connection at all times. What we're really trying to do is maintain a, a solid audio connection, even though that video may be choppy or, or poor or whatever else. The system that really does this best is, is iOS, right? So mm-hmm. iOS, one of the things that, that it does pretty well, even if a video connection is weak or choppy or even completely disconnects at times, your audio connection is relatively stable with the, with the agent. And that's, that's helpful because an agent because their training is so exceptional and because Emily and her team just does an, does an amazing job, um, they're able to really do some, some pretty powerful guidance or assistance, even with some pretty bad audio or I'm sorry, no, uh, bad video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to maintain that audio connection is essential. Um, so one example I can give is in our testing. I was actually working with Emily, um, at a, at a conference and one part of this conference, the hotel where the exhibits were and such were so bad. The signal was so poor and I did two tests, right? So I tested once with my iPhone, just using the, the back facing camera and I walked one route and the audio was stable. It was, the video was not, but the audio was right. And so then the next test I did was with the existing version of horizon. I did the same walk and at multiple times, the audio completely disconnected and you'd get five, 10 seconds and it would say reconnecting to agent and you'd have the agent for a little while and then it would drop off because the signal was so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I tested the latest version that we're beta testing right now. And from start to finish, outside of a little bit of a delay in the audio, um, the audio maintained the entire time. And so it was super promising. We're still working through some of the 
some crashes that we want to make sure we don't put out into the wild, but uh, it, it's looking very promising and I'm super excited to get our Horizon users, you know, sort of on, on par with those, the, the iPhone system that's out there today and making sure that um, in addition to having a great wearable solution, you're going to have a stable uh, connection to the agent as much as possible, right? Because even if the agent has a still image, let's say that the video completely freezes, and I may I may ask Emily to to jump in to give some examples here. Uh, I, I've I've had many situations where the agent is sitting there with a still image, but based on that still image, they're able to to guide me. Even though they can't exactly see where I am, they can see that previously still image of where I was. And based on that still image, even though the, the video has frozen, they're, because they're still talking to me, they're, they're able to guide me to the destination or guide me to whatever I'm trying to do at that point. So uh, anything, I don't know if Emily has anything specific from stories to tell um, or any ways that, that you guys work with agents, but having that, that connection to video, uh, I'm sorry, connection to audio is, is really important. Yeah, I... Not sure I have too much to add, but I will say that I completely agree. Um, your agent is often able to, depending upon the situation, and of course, every situation is different, which is part of the fun of being an IRA agent. Um, but depending upon what's going on, perhaps your rate of travel could have told me from where I lost the video to where I regain that video connection. I'd probably be able to calculate pretty easily where and how far you've traveled in that middle space. Um, I tend to think of an example of traveling through a conference exhibit hall where perhaps I knew that you had told me you wanted to go five tables down. So depending upon how fast it was that you were traveling, if I lose you on table three, then by the time we're reconnected in just a moment, you'll probably be at table five and I can just check over to your left-hand side and make sure it's the table that you're looking for. Wow. Absolutely. And it's, uh, and I think that's really important, right? Is that when, unless it, unless the signal is incredibly bad, the video should pick up enough for the agent to, to give you that, that real affirmative um, information once it, it picks up. But in that intermediate piece, and I think we've all experienced it where you go through a dead zone and, and things like that, as long as we're able to maintain that audio connection, at least that relationship between you and the agent can, can continue Absolutely. and you guys can work together to to accomplish whatever you're and, trying to do. And right? you won't be doing what some of us have done. Are you there? Are you there? Hello? Can you hear me? And then we say things that we really wish we hadn't said, because maybe the agent can still hear us. We're not sure. And so it will save us all some of that embarrassment, I think. So let's not that Janine's speaking from uh, experience. Not that I've ever, ever done that, mind you, but mm -hmm. um, <laughs> never. Mm. Now, let's go from audio to video. So in one of our recent IRAcasts, we talked to Greg a little bit about the video capabilities we have now with iOS and the multi-camera phones. And I just wanted to ask Emily, so what are the agents thinking about this new capability? How does this uh, look to them, literally? Yeah, Janine, we are all really excited about the changes that have been happening to the iOS camera. And I know that not all of our explorers will be able to or even interested in upgrading their phones. But for those explorers who are maybe purchasing a new phone anyways, or the tech lovers who went out and got on the wait list as soon as it was available, just know that for your agent, it may take us a moment to get used to the difference in depth perception. 
but we're working on it really fast. So with the new Try Camera, the Ira app has the ability to basically select the best option for what it is that you are trying to do, and it will do that automatically. Your Ira agents do not have any control over which one or more cameras the app is using. We just receive the video feed as it comes to us. But um, I can tell you that one thing that I personally noticed as an agent is that with the new iPhone camera, because it has three separate camera lenses, it takes in more light through the camera lenses than previous versions of the iPhone, which means that most of the time, the colors are more true to life than they were in previous versions. So I personally have an Ira, I have an iPhone 10. Um, and just looking at the difference between the feed that I receive using my Ira app on my agent dashboard versus what I've experienced with explorers having the new iPhone, the colors is probably the first thing that I was like, whoa, this is new. So I'm really excited about that. That is awesome, especially for the fashionistas out there who need to know the difference between, you know, plum and burgundy. <laughs> maybe blue and black. That's the big uh, maybe one. Maybe <laughs> blue and black. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say um, that was a big debate that we had in our house. It's blue suit, black suit. I am glad to hear that, Emily. And once again, folks, this only works on multi-camera iPhones right now. Uh, we don't have that capability in Android, correct, Greg? Not as of right now, but it's something that we're looking at. I think the capability does exist. It's something that we we need to to look at of how we're processing the camera or the video feed there. Great. And the other great thing, too, about this is that, you know, all of the iPhones are going to work. It's not that you have to go out and buy a new phone to get this to work. You know, of course, the multi-camera support is only going to work on the cameras, uh, the phones with the multiple back cameras, but your iPhone is going to still be just dandy for the agent to work with you and use it. So with that, we will take the last few minutes of our call here and we're going to open it up to you all. Well, I don't um, think we've heard from Jerry yet. So we'll right. go ahead and go Jerry first. Let's talk to Jerry. <laughs> I have a question for Emily, really for Emily. I would like to know, There, I have a, I only, I have a Horizon kit and that's all I have. What, and I have this habit, when I do a team viewer session, I put the Horizon phone flat on the desk with the camera facing the desk. So obviously, she's looking at the desk if there's, a, if there's light. Does she, are agents more comfortable having the camera facing you, facing me, the Explorer? Uh, how, what's, what's their most comf- what, what makes them the most comfortable? Jerry, thank you so much for asking. I would say that as long as you're doing a task that doesn't require me looking at the item or whatever it is that you're wanting me to look at, you're welcome to put me just face down on the table. What I see as your agent in that instance is nothing but darkness. Actually, my video feed just turned straight black. What what prompted me to think of this is I was took advantage of the shopping offer and I have a chair, an office chair. And I need, I would like, I was thinking about replacing it. And I noticed, I don't know what the chair is. I bought it, you know, many years ago. And on the bottom of the seat is a piece of paper that's at staples of the chair. So I said, well, maybe this is the model number or whatever. So I got the Horizon phone. I laid on the floor. I held the phone underneath the chair. I called the agent. We looked for the, at the paper, and it was a warning label. And I said, well, if we, maybe if we turn the chair slowly, if we rotate it, um, you'll find something. And she did. 
And she said, do you want me to Google it real quick? And I said, please. And she's going into the thing of the chair. And I'm realizing that I'm standing, lying there on the floor with my hand, you know, with the phone pointing at the bottom of the chair. <laughs> so I turn it, I turn the camera to point to my face, you know, the upper part of my body and my face. And she, the agent, I don't even remember her name. And this is not a sense. says to me, oh, you're still on the floor. And she starts to laugh. Well, Jerry, I and, and, I my said, and I said, the reason I, I'm still on the floor is I didn't want to put the camera down. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to have to be moving around while I was talking to you. It was just as easy to stay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was very thoughtful of you, Jerry. I will tell you that my agent secret is, um, and most explorers don't do this, and please no one feel like you have to, but as an agent, one of my favorite things is when an explorer turns the camera around so I can see them as they say goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's okay. just fun for me because I like to see you. You know, it's just one of those things. Uh-huh. Like, if you do <laughs> that, I won't care I'm, at all, and it's great, and we'll have a wonderful I'm, call. But if you I'm, do, I'm like, oh, well, bye. Maybe, have so a good day. we got to disconnect our glasses and turn the phone. Okay. <laughs> and the, the other thing I had that was really interesting in Asian reaction was I needed her to look at something, and it was written in cursive. Mm-hmm. It was somebody wrote a check, paid to the order of, you know, on the front of a check. Yes. And the agent goes, Oh my God. Th- no, I'm like, oh, this is cursive. Like, hello. That's, what, that's how people fill out checks. <laughs> and she had a hard time figuring out the cursive. You know, Jerry, they actually don't teach students in school how to read cursive anymore. Isn't that crazy? I know. Yes. It's amazing. So I didn't want to embarrass her by saying you want to put out a message for somebody who can read cursive. So we kind of figured it out between the two of us. You are welcome to ask for that. Even if I would not um, do that to an agent, I'm sorry, I would not embarrass. <laughs> so, when's our Horizon update coming out, Greg? We've been hearing about it since like what June. Janine brought it up. And, and Remember, you Janine? know, I asked before just because the convention. Of you, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And what, and what did they tell you? This is this is why I don't like it when Janine asks me what's right. coming, Jerry. Uh-huh. Because then I feel obligated to say something. So right. My hope is before the end of the year, we are. My my real answer is I'll tell you next uh, year. Uh, no, I'll tell you my hope. My hope yeah. is before the end of the year. My real answer is when it stops crashing because I'm not okay. going to give you guys a build this crash. Is it going right? to so, have more Chloe, you know, more Chloe reading it's stuff? Got, it's, got a, it's got a couple features in Chloe just from a, a simplicity. We did, we did update some, some reading code in that as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, we've really spent the, the majority of the, the effort here is, is on the main, maintenance of the audio connection, right? Okay. And that's the, that's the most important part. So. Thank you, sir. Hey, thanks so much, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. And who do we have next, Ryan? All righty. We are going to move to Macy McLean. Hello, Macy. Hi, Janine. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? So far, so good, right? Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. Um, So I just had a question. I don't know who to ask this to, per se. So um, I'm due for a new phone in the next three weeks or so. And I'm looking at either getting the iPhone 11 or the iPhone 11 Pro. I'm curious um, how Iro would work with either one. Does it work better with another phone? Another phone versus another one? Sorry, that was a little redundant. Does it work better with the iPhone 11 Pro than it does the 11, or vice versa? I'm honestly trying to figure that out, and I just don't yes. quite know. No, it's a it's a great question, right? So um, cool. So the the 11 
Pro has three cameras. The 11 has two, right? And mm-hmm. um, it's it's really a matter of um, providing a little extra depth. And as Emily mentioned, I think a lot more light that comes in. So if you're somebody who really depends on color recognition by agents, if you're somebody who um, maybe does some things in low light um, and you need some help from an agent, um, one of the things, I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the things that my phone is not so great at is I will... Um, if I'm, I got a three-year-old, so I'm going shopping for milk a lot. So I'm in the, I'm in the store and I asked the agent, I'm like, what's the, what's the expiration date on this first gallon of milk? Right. And they're like, December 19th. And you're like, that's not going to work. So <laughs> what I do then is rather than pulling all the milks out, I reach my arm way in the back. You do what I do. Yeah. And I put the phone, right. I put the phone back there and they're like, and I can't imagine how I look to the rest of the <laughs> but I don't really care because it's simple for me and so I'm right. I'm putting the the camera in the back and my phone particularly in the darkness back there they're they're kind of struggling to read that expiration date whereas the the dual cameras and the tri cameras especially um, do let in some more light so if you're somebody who does things in darker context context or if you are looking for some really vivid color descriptions um, I know, for example, my wife uses Ira a lot for outfit matching or she, I think I've shared this with the group in the past, she she subscribes to a, like a clothes rental thing where you get like, a, I think it's a tote of clothes or something and then you send it back when you're done using it, right? Um, and it allows you to kind of keep keep your wardrobe not stagnant or so i i don't know i don't understand entirely but um what she does use ira for a lot is pattern recognition color recognition and that kind of stuff uh, to make sure that that what she's wearing is matching and and to get a sense of what they sent her right because uh, unfortunately the the color descriptions that she receives or the pattern descriptions are not the most uh clear when <laughs> when somebody writes them right so um, so yeah, that, that's just a couple. I hope that helps. I am, uh, Macy by no means a fashionista at all. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm probably not the person who would get the iPhone 11 pro, but that's, you know, it's not me, uh, in that I don't use IRA a lot for, for color detection. Yeah, I know. I know for me, I, I use it for color detection, but agents are pretty well good at like what I need. Like, Hey, I need sure. this to be black or something. But I guess my, I guess I've just talked to some other blind people and their answers are just vague about get the iPhone 11 Pro or whatever. It works great. And I figured it would. I just don't know which one to get. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that also just get the, the best and the fastest, right? So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, right. Totally, it's totally your call. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, the cameras today are so good that, yeah. you know, you're talking slight improvements um over the the other and it really is you know when you when you talk about a pro camera it's designed for people who are taking really high quality and, and professional level pictures right and so mm-hmm. um if, right. if you know i always tell people if that's not something that's as important to you then maybe you don't need to spend the extra one to two hundred dollars on it right so mm-hmm. um it's totally your call but that's um that's that's kind of the feedback that I've heard so far from the agent. I, and and Emily, could you you've seen these visually yourself? So if I'm off base, please chime in and let me know if there's if the the camera 
you know, difference is not significant or if it is. No, it's really not significant. They're the same. Okay. On the agent side, I would, I guess like personally, I like to hold things in my hand before deciding on anything. And my Mm -hmm. big phone decider is always, does this fit in my pocket? So (laughs) if it's going to fit in your pocket, then that's great. You are a woman after my own heart. Total techie over here, right? I just made this decision and I chose the pro primarily because it's the same size as the eight. Um, I know. And I think that's crazy. Yep. Because I have the, and it feels just like the, yeah, it's crazy. And I love it. So it, uh, (laughs) you know, it depends on what you want, how much you want to spend, the size factor, all of that. Mm -hmm. But um, hopefully we've given you some good info and we'll grab a couple more folks here. Thanks for asking that question. So yeah, thanks, you have next, Ryan? All right, so our next person is going to be, and I don't have a name here, so a 971 area code. It's Teresa. I'm in Portland, Oregon. And I just wanted to comment, I did the shopping experience yesterday with my Christmas shopping, and I got almost everything done in like an hour and a half or something, and it was just awesome, amazing, fabulous. Um, You know, it saved me a whole lot of you know, having to go to the store, go, you know, just all of that hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plus I have joint problems, so doing a lot of walking is really painful. So it was kind of like this double win-win for me, and it was just awesome. Wow. <laughs> it was just fantastic. That is so thank so, you for doing that. So great to hear, Teresa, and that's exactly what we want people to do with the shopping offer is, you know, get everything done that they need to get done. And um, dare I say yeah, it? it was- on my terms. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabulous. We're going to go to Melissa. Hello, Melissa. So I just have a comment and a question. So on Sunday, I used Ira to do something I've never done before, and I just thought it was the most wonderful thing. Um, I go to Faith Bible Church here in Seattle, and the children did their Christmas musical. And typically for the last few years, you know, someone has sat next to me and has described it to me, you know, what they're doing and their dance moves and things like that, that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to do something different and use Ira. So my associate pastor put my phone on uh, a music stand so the camera could see the stage. And we did this, we did this calling an agent before service even started, just so he could understand what what I was doing and uh, he's for folks and he's a sighted person so he was um he was quite impressed with with how that worked so when it came time for the musical I called the agent during I called an agent during the greeting time and I said you know I can't talk out loud when this thing starts but the children are going to do a musical and I'd love it described and she said oh wonderful okay I'll do that for you and I think her name was like Alexis or Alexa or something like that Mm -hmm. And um, she beautifully described every dance move that they did. She told me who was going to come on and off stage, um, what they were dressed up as. I mean, she was just so detailed. (laughs) And I almost cried because it was the first time in my life that I had experienced something new, but yet something so beautiful. And, And for the first time, I was able to understand what these kids were doing. And they were so that was one of the best musicals that they've done um, in a long time, according to our pastor. So that was just amazing. So I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful. 
And then my question is, I so badly want the um, kit with the glasses because that would certainly help me make my life easier, you know, walking around a hotel or walking around an airport or all this other stuff. And I'm still new at this, so forgive me if I'm going to ask a stupid question. But um, how much does everything cost uh for for that for that horizon kit just so that i can see if i can afford it or not because right now i i'm having financial issues and and don't know if i can afford it at this point sure so right now for the our plan that is going to get you started with the horizon kit is going to be our standard plan and that is 120 minutes for 99.95 and then a 25 dollar uh for the glasses each month. And so that brings you up to $124, I do believe. That's correct. Yeah, 124 exactly, actually. 124 exactly. And so that's where you can start um, with that plan and, uh, you know, um, tell your friends and your family what you would like is IRA credit for Christmas to kind of get you started on that plan and see if the glasses are the right fit for you. The what glasses? I'm See sorry, the, the what? Horizon uh, kit, the Horizon glasses are the right fit for you if that's the right thing that you'll need to make your life easier. Okay, and but currently, right now, just so you know, I'm sharing minutes with a coworker at the moment mm-hmm. um, because of my financial reasons, and he tried to set it up to where it would come out of his account if, if he got the glasses for me, but he already has the glasses in his kit and when he called tech support they said well our policy is is that you only can have one pair of glasses per account is that true i'm going to turn it over to ryan who is our expert on so hey, hey, ryan, nice to meet you. no worries hey yeah so it is something that we uh we it's not supported at the moment so we do only allow one pair of glasses per account so you would have to have your own ira account to have the glasses work yeah that's correct okay Yep. Well, and so that $124 a month, Melissa, is the, the price that you're shooting for. Okay, well, I, I may have to wait a while to get that, but that is something that I'm wanting to have. So <laughs> sure. that's sure. my goal. And uh, thank you for having me on, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Same to thank you. you. Thank you very much. Now, who else do we have here? We will try to take as many of you as we can tonight. Absolutely. I don't think we've heard from Glenn yet, so let's talk to ah, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Uh, hi, guys. How are we? Hey, it is Glenn from Australia, I bet, right? Yeah, that's the one, yep. All right. Hello. Hello. Um, so just a um, quick bit of feedback. So I used um, IRA probably, I, I like to, I, I guess, I'm kind of interested in, you know, kind of unusual tasks that people have used IRA agents for. And I recently used an IRA agent to help me with um, doing some woodworking at home. And I actually, um, one of the issues that I have having low vision is that uh, when I'm putting oil on pieces of furniture, I always tend to go for too much, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit of a problem. So what I wanted to do was actually get um, you know, the right amount. And as luck would have it, the agent that I got actually herself does do a bit of woodworking. Um, that was actually a bit of a fluke, but it was actually really good because she was just perfect for the job. Um, I realised that I do need the um, Ira glasses though because trying to hold a 
phone in one hand um, whilst uh, using a glove in one another hand and trying to oil stuff and not get the oil on your phone was a bit oh of a my. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would definitely be a different screen protector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but also a good reason for why, you know, the glasses would be great. But, but anyway, I just wanted to, I mean, I guess my question is, is it possible when you have specific tasks and you know that, um, that you have those tasks coming up and to put a call out for an agent who may have uh, expertise in a particular area to um, to assist with that. I mean, as I say, I know it was a fluke and I'm happy if you can't do that, but it's just, it was something that worked really well on that particular occasion. And I'm just, just wondering if that, if that's something that, that is possible or could be possible in the future. Yeah, Glenn, I'm glad you asked. And um, this is Emily. I'm an IRA agent. So uh, today we do not have that as a, uh, something that we can do. Ira's kicked the idea around for a couple of years, but has not been able to do that as of now. So I know that that is something that A, is really fun for our explorers when that magic happens of getting somebody who happens to have a background (laughs) in whatever it is that you're looking for. It's also really fun for us as agents. I wish there was more that we could do to kind of match those two desires today, but we do not have that as an ability. So what you can do is you can call in. Your agents are always willing to assist with anything it is that you are asking them to do. So if you call in and explain the task, for instance, like I know that you said you got lucky and she happened to know a little bit of woodworking, but if you were doing the finish on it, Um, you could ask the agent to visually check and make sure it was even or if you were trying for a certain color, any of our agents Mm. would be able to do that. If you were looking for something or someone with a specific background, you can always ask the agent to see if anyone's online who has that as a background, but it's not something that we can guarantee. For sure. No, I understand that. And look, that's that's absolutely fair enough. And I think, look, at the end of the day, when you have low vision, you want sighted assistance. And, you know, really at the end, at the end of the day, it's probably my thing to kind of tell the person exactly what I'm after and then them to help me out. And, and look, you know, my I, so I did have a, a second agent who didn't have the woodworking experience, but she was still fantastic. And she, you know, and so, yeah, I got the task done and, and I've had positive feedback about the oiling, you know, so, um, yeah, which has been super helpful. So, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's a great service and it worked really well, but I just wanted to ask that question. So, Yeah, I'm glad you did because we get that question pretty often. And I'll also add since it's related, um, if you, Glenn, or any other explorer listening, is not getting exactly the information that you desire from the agent, whether they're providing you too much, too little, or not the information that you wanted at all, just tell us because your agents want to provide you the experience that you're looking for. So if you take that opportunity to speak up and say, hey, way too much, Emily, cool it. I'll be like, yep, got it. No problem. (laughs) That's part of the fun of the two-way communication that we have. But it's actually, I mean, that's what you want. Like when I'm ringing to say, have I put too much oil on? I want the agent to say, oh my God, you know, know, like, yes, you put too much oil on there. You need to, you know, know, clean that off a bit or whatever. Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what I want. Because you want what you're sending out to look, you know, as good as you possibly can get it to look. And so, yeah, you do want that feedback. So, yeah, it's great. But anyway, as I say, I just I just wanted to say thank you for the, um, you know, the ability to use the service. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been really great. And it's it's mean it just meant that I can kind of take the craft a little bit further and actually do these things independently, you know. So, yeah, it's really good. And um, it, we have a number of explorers who are woodworkers also, Glenn. So, you know, um, 
questions, comments. We also have our email list where you all can talk about this, our Facebook group, um, where you can talk about, you know, how other woodworkers have used IRA, um, what kinds of things and what kinds of um, results they've had with it. So absolutely make use of that. Um, who else do we have here, Ryan, who we have not All right. From? We are going to go to Mary Ellen. Hello. Oh, and I'm not going to on. There we are. Hello, Mary Ellen. <laughs> Very quickly, I was one of these victims of a lost connection in the middle of some really secure banking this morning. And uh, it took me about five minutes to get back in because I kept getting no answer. And uh I got a different agent, and my question very quickly is, can, if you get cut off like that, can, if you know who the agent is, can that agent contact the previous agent to find out what was done previously? I'm going to go with the answer of potentially. Um, so it depends a little bit on the situation. In your case, Mary Ellen, with really secure banking, the agent would have closed out of everything the moment that you were disconnected so that your privacy and your security is protected. In that case, the agent probably would not pass any information on unless it was a quick overview of, hey, Mary Ellen did this. This is where we got stuck. Ask her for all yeah, of the information. I, that, that's kind of what I, I, I was wondering, but I, I'm glad they were able to close it out because... I, you know, this was very, very, you know, secure information. And mm -hmm. um, so I, 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 uh, I, you know, I, was, I just wondered if they could tell them this, you know, we were changing a password, uh, updating a web bill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and the reason I say potentially is because we as agents do have an opportunity to talk amongst one another. However, when an agent is in a call with an explorer, they're full focus on you and what it is that you are asking them to do. So they mm -hmm. won't be checking that chat system that we have, which means that though an agent could reach out to somebody else, if you said, hey, Agent Ryan, I was talking to Emily, can you get connected with her and see where it is that we got left off? Ryan could send me a message, but if I'm already speaking to another explorer, I'm going to be focused on them. So that's why okay. I say potentially is it kind of depends on if that if that agent is no longer in a call with anybody else, if they check it, what as long as the magic all lines up at the same time, sometimes we can pass information, but it's not a guarantee. Okay, thank you. Sure. Thank you very much, Mary Ellen. Uh, who else do we have this evening? And how many more do we have left? Because I can we can probably take two or three more. Yeah, we only have, it looks like the only person that's waiting right now is Mitchell. So right. Hi, right, Mitchell. Mitchell. We started with Mitchell. We may end with Mitchell. <laughs> Hi. You're probably like, why is this guy asking so many questions? Oh, that's fine. Um, I believe you recently visited our headquarters, right? December 6th. And I met Suman. Aha. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I couldn't stop smiling. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a picture with him in front of a sign or I don't remember what it was, but I wanted to put it on Instagram, but my phone was broken. I don't know if I was allowed to. So. Oh no. <laughs> but um, my question was, um, so I got the, I got the 11 and, um, iPhone 11 and I heard the iPhone 11, the one with three cameras 
Um, it has the same view as the glasses. Is that correct? The 120 view, 120 degree view. Correct. Yeah. The the wide angle or the I guess they call it the ultra wide uh, lens that's that's on the 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 whatever it is the, the pro or the eleven. I, I I'm I always forget whether the eleven got the ultra wide and then that's the, what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I don't it's remember. A, I used to. While we're while we're talking, I can be doing some googling, but uh, it's it is possible that the eleven and the eleven Pro have the ultra wide. But I uh, I I'm not the camera aficionado. Pro got the uh, the one that works in darkness. Yeah, because when I was at the Sprint store, the guy said the only difference is you're losing the zoom camera, but you could always get a case for that. That's what the guy said. That's what he said. He said zoom camera. So like would the 11 be able to you know the thing you guys were talking about where like it, if you're close it zooms in and then if you move it back it pulls out i'm like i'm glad nobody can see because i'm motioning with my phone <laughs> as i'm talking <laughs> looks like it's on all three the 11 the 11 pro and the 11 uh, pro max oh the so one with the, on, the, the ultra yeah, yeah the ultra wide yeah, so. that's what the google search says so <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Right. Um, i went here uh, Ira, asking. On, on the ira explorer call we trust google <laughs> <laughs> but I, I that, it agent. Then, then yes it would be able to do that switching from you know the very close up to the very far away automatically um but does it have the view of the ira glasses the same view correct yep it, the, the I ultra wide the ultra wide camera has the the 120 degree field of view right so and the the beautiful thing about sort of this m- updated camera kit that we've implemented into the to the ira app is that even if you don't have the tri camera but you just have the two cameras um we're still taking taking advantage of both of them now based on the distance the level of depth all that kind of fun stuff um so you you still get that benefit and that even goes all the way back to the iphone 10 or the 10s um when you when you're using the uh, the the dual cameras in those as well, then you're also uh, you're still also getting that that dual camera uh, camera kit functionality. That's great. That's useful because I called an agent the other day, and she said she could see it a lot wider, but she said it wasn't the same as the glasses view. And that 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 is entirely dependent on the distance and where you were looking, right? So if you oh, were just trying in my to read, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's not going to be far enough, right? So, um, so it's really dependent on where their focal point is and and what they're trying to see. So if they're trying to see a face up close to you, or look at a close screen, or even something that's just like five six feet away. Um, the the view itself is not going to look as wide as what you get on the glasses. The glasses are one focal point, always wide, um, oh. at all times, right? So that makes sense. this, because you have multiple cameras and multiple focal points, um, it, it it's not gonna it's not gonna always look as wide as those glasses. It depends on kind of at, in the distance what you're looking at. Are they looking at signage? All that kind of fun stuff. That's actually really good because. Um, so sometimes I go to plays, uh, at, like San Diego Civic Center and their uh, access locations and my iPhone eight, I would have to move it sometimes or hold my arm way up and the battery would die really quick. And I'm, we're going to the nutcracker tomorrow at the same place. And it's good. I'm having this phone cause the battery's longer and I probably won't have to move my phone as much. Like I'm moving it right now. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and then like, yeah, great. And then, Definitely. yeah. And then well, one more quick thing. I, 
invited a few friends to Ira, and I already have an hour. I got it in like two days. I got an hour of Ira. Hear this, guys? Friends. Hear this? This can be you. <laughs> and then I have two other friends who may, who clicked on the link, but are just waiting to call. And then I sent my link to but I sent my link to a ton of people. Half of them already had Ira. Out of them, are already clicking on the link. Um, but I have two currently that have downloaded the app, but just haven't made the call for my link. But um, I got 60 minutes so far. Is there, as I, I'm just a guest, but there's no way to view my minutes because the usage tab, usage tab, is, tab, tab is only for explorers. So I don't know how to view my minutes. Like I can't, I had to call customer care the other day. Aha, you've, you've got the right team on here actually, Mitchell. Um, gentlemen, any, anything to add to that? I know what you're talking about. I can picture it in my head, and I know exactly the like. I know what the problem is. It's been reported, so hopefully we will we will figure out you know a solution to that. But right now, yeah, the best answer I would say is um, customer care can definitely give you the answer as to how many minutes you do have. Um, of course, we will yeah. you know look into that and see what we can do. But for now, I would say you know that's your best option to get the answer yeah. to that question. So I have like two people already joined. That's how I got my hour. I have two people. The customer care guy said I had two people waiting. And then I sent it to other people. And people were like, what is this? And I was explaining it to them and people were clicking on links. So if all goes well, pretty soon I should have two hours of Ira, maybe more. Wow. Okay. Wow. But, and that- so I'm really good at explaining Ira to people. Like I was at camp and my friend kept asking me questions. I had to answer to all of his questions. <laughs> Because awesome. I'm an Ira geek, and I was going to say, did you research. leave your resume with us? <laughs> <laughs> the person I was talking with, she's like, "You'd be really good at marketing because you're good at talking to people." I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, well, this is a phenomenal way to end our call tonight, Mitchell. Because everybody remember that the referral program is out there, and you'll see on your main screen one of the first things right below help. Which is, I'm sorry, folks, I'm losing my voice, but... Uh, That's how Siri says it. She's like, yes, because I have activity I, set, yes, and her the, voice is like, help. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's this very exaggerated thing. But the invite link is right underneath that. So when you double tap on invite, you're going to get your code to send out to people. And the way that this works is if someone that you send the code to is a guest or they're, you know, they're not an IRA user yet, you send them the code, they click on that code, they immediately get 30 minutes free. And when they make their first call, then you get 30 minutes free. And you see Mitchell's already racked up an hour. He's looking at potentially two hours. So this is a great way to get yourself some uh, some extra minutes, um, which hopefully will be handy during the new year. Well, as soon as I got my new phone, I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I have like 27 blind people in my contacts. I didn't know that <laughs> until I invited. But I clicked on every blind person in my contact. I, the first thing I did when I got my phone, downloaded Ira, clicked on invite. I've been wanting to do this for so long. Long. And I got my new phone. That's the first thing I did. <laughs> so I invited 27 people, but I mean, half of them are can, can you imagine? <laughs> Free Ira forever. <laughs> like 13, hours, 13 and a half hours of Ira. <laughs> there you go. And this could be you, folks. It could. So thank half you so much, Mitchell. We appreciate all of your contributions and everybody who has been here tonight. I want to thank Emily and Greg and Paul for joining us this evening. Thanks all of you. I want to thank Ryan, my co-pilot here. And uh, we want to wish everyone a very safe 
and happy holiday season, whatever you are celebrating. Happy end of the year. Um, now in January, we start getting all of our tax information together. So, you know, <laughs> um, celebrate while you can, folks. <laughs> and and uh, I will give our gang here a final chance to say goodbye for the last time to our Explorer community in 2019. That sounds like a, such a long time until the next call with it being the next year but no it's been a pleasure being in the, on the calls with everybody it's been a pleasure talking to everybody and i hope everybody has a great christmas and a happy new year awesome great and i'm grabbing my 2020 calendar right Sweet. now to see when our next call will be and uh paul greg emily any thoughts while i do that Thanks everyone for letting me join in on your call tonight. It was great to hear from you and I cannot wait to go shopping with you this holiday season on the Ira line. Well, thank you all so much. It's been a great year. Uh, I've been on a number of these calls and I, I always appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to hearing about what awesome things you guys do over the holiday season. Uh, go shopping with Emily. You know, that's, that's really what we got to, we got to end with is go shopping with Emily. There you go. Yeah, I, I would just say that it's not only the end of 2019, it's the end of the IRA decade of the 2010s. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. And in, in nice. 20. And it's the start of the 2020 new decade of IRA. I right? present to you. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, yeah. the end of the world as we know it. Someone's going to start saying 20, 2020 IRA vision. That's right. Ooh, there it is, folks. Okay, it's late well, on the East Coast. I am yeah, I was right. going to say, you guys are out. But Have our next one, call will be on January 15th of 2020. And guess what? Ira's turning five years old. So stay tuned for some big and exciting things. Thank you, all of you explorers. Have a safe and happy one.